Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back. We play role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and more. Anyway, let's get to the adventure. I'm your Dungeon Master Luke and your players are... Trav. I play Little Moss. He's a half-orc monk of level 6 area. <laughs> so we see Ultra Die Tower. This massive glistening chrome tower all of these reflective paneled glass windows or mirror-like windows that have finally been restored after the tower collapsed during season one it's daytime blue skies clouds of pollution and light shining through some of those clouds on this glistening building and we cut down to a small exit area there are a few cars and vans owned by Ultradye Incorporated parked around the place. This little area is a discreet entrance and exit for those who work for Ultradye. And you are there, little moss. You've just walked out of this building for not the first time, but it's the first time that you've left this building in a few weeks in which you feel free. There isn't a security guard following you around, you haven't been sort of uh, given a, a, a time that you must return back here. You're free to go home. You will be watched by Ultradive Incorporated to make sure that you don't do anything that breaks the NDA or makes them look too bad. You're on the cement platform, like a loading dock, which has some stairs leading down. Cortain is to your left, a few meters away, is his walk down those stairs to embrace his sister and his mum and they're talking because it's the first time that they have seen each other in about three weeks and Spigs to your right he's gone down the other set of stairs and he's picked up his small baby dwarf razor hugging his wife his son Glean is uh, standing there excited to see his father as well but pretending not to be he looks to you and he nods. And they all sort of go to their respective vans that Ultra Die has for them. Hey, Gleam! Oh, hey, Sensei Moss. Um, hey, how are you? Dude, when's our next sesh? Well, I mean, I like, um, I've been waiting for you, but I've been doing like lots of, I've been doing, trying to do lots of push ups and sit ups and stuff, but I can't like, I can't do like heaps yet. Um, yeah, but I was thinking maybe I just hang out with dad and stuff and maybe until it gets too annoying and then, like, um, I can come and have some lessons. Like, maybe I'll, I'll call you, though. Like, yeah, I'll call you. Maybe in, like, a couple days. Is that cool? I still want to keep my training going. Oh, so, like, you're busier, huh? Cool, cool, I... I guess that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Oh, man, yeah. they're, they're, they want to leave now? I think we're going to go to, um... My uncle's restaurant, so, uh... Okay. I'll, I'll see you around, dude. I mean, little... Okay. I'll see you around, Sensei Moss. And he, uh, places his, his hand to his chest and he bows slightly. And then he looks over to the door and his mother's beckoning to him and he runs over to the van and he's like, Bye, Sensei! I, um, I wave 
and um, I go and sit down and hang my my legs over the edge of the concrete loading bay and I watch um, Cortain and his uh, family uh, load up. Cortain looks towards you and looks towards Spigs and he sort of just like nods to you, does like a little sort of salute type of thing, gets in the van and they leave. So you're sitting on the dock and this hobgoblin dressed in a, you know, like a black suit, Ultra Die Incorporated logo on him and a little badge hanging from uh, his pocket walks up and he's like, Oh, hey, uh, little moss, sir. I'm just wondering if uh, you wanted me to drive you anywhere. The van here is ready to drop you off. Um, You didn't... uh, you didn't sort of ask for anybody to meet you here or anything? Who am I going to ask? Sorry? It, who am I going to ask? I don't know. Ah. Uh. It's it's whatever. It's cool. Like, I appreciate the thought. I think I might just find my own way. Um. And I, I get up and, and walk off. All right. Um. See you, sir. See you, dude. Hang loose. And you walk out of this discreet little loading dock area and out into a small um, sort of thoroughfare. All these other buildings that are jammed into Central District in New Utica. Lots and lots of uh, sort of electric bikes flying past you and some hoverboard delivery guys and girls flying past on this, um, these high-powered hoverboards. And you turn to walk down the street and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Like, I did not expect to have to roll dice. <laughs> uh, 6 would be plus. Uh, so that's a plus four to dex. Okay, 10. All right, so a cyclist on this electric bike whizzes past and clips you a little bit. The cyclist wobbles and like scrapes against the wall and he's like, Hey buddy, watch it! Keeps going. You Sorry. As you spin, a newspaper hits you in the face. The plasticky feel of this plastic paper stuff of the newspaper is wet. It's sort of rubbing in your face and you pull it off and first thing you see on the page is uh, basically you guys and Ultradye Incorporated's push to make you local legends in Darkhaven and surrounding districts. Uh, you know, it's a, basically a fluff piece about how you guys, once again, you guys saved Ultradye and they're incredibly fortunate they hired such skilled mercenaries. And um, there's a little piece on how you all went to a, um, like a, a party for one of the rich and famous uh, to make basically make an appearance and uh, you know there was a little there was a little mishap with a few of the people there but all in all it's a pretty pretty um fluffy piece of news underneath it you see a little headline that catches order of aegis gone in exclamation marks it's a little piece about basically how the crime fighters of of Darkhaven called the Order of the Aegis have basically disbanded and were almost completely destroyed uh, during the last few months and 
there is more crime in Darkhaven than ever before. I like put my hand to my mouth, shocked, and I go, wow, I'm on the newspaper. (laughs) And you continue walking. You let this newspaper flutter off in the wind. It gets caught up in this busy, busy thoroughfare of all of these cyclists and hoverboards and you see a hoverbike flying above you and you walk out into this the main street area in Central District and there are lanes upon lanes of cars and taxis and hover vehicles flying in the air lanes above. It's just a cacophony of engines and whirring and humming sounds. You look left and right and gentleman in a taxi asks you if you need a ride home. And we'll cut to Little Moss at home. You have just received a phone call. It was Deducey and she wants to meet up. She she said she's got a lot to talk about since the Order of the Aegis falling apart. She's trying to find her place in Darkhaven. You're finally able to catch up. So where are you meeting her? I am meeting her at a noodle bar. It's called, it called? Uh, Sen, Sen Nudes. <laughs> Sen Nudes. Send, send Nudes. Oh, Send Nudes. I thought it was like Zen. Yeah. Z- it's mainly a delivery service, but they do have a small like dingy eating area <laughs> where you can like sit on a bench uh at the window, looking out at all the traffic going past. Yeah, nice. Like a like a straight ramen bar or something. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, Danusi sounded pretty upset when I asked. Um, but, yeah, I think she she eventually understood what I meant. <laughs> hey, do you want to go send news? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. All right. So, what what are you what are you wearing when you leave your apartment? Um... Look, I'm trying to keep a low profile. Like, um, I understand now that my um, my infamy will be um, noticed and I, people are going to start wanting my attention, which is fine. But at the moment, the only person I want attention from is Danusi. So I'm just wearing the uh, black turtleneck. Yep. No sport jacket. Um, and I'm just scooching on the old hoverboard. No, are you wearing a face mustache? Are you going inconspicuous? Or no, the black turtleneck's enough. Um, the glasses are still set to mustache. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Um, yeah. All right, and you are scooching. That's the word we use for hoverboarding, don't we? Mm. Scooching along on your hoverboard. It's leaving these slight pink trails as you're dodging people. You hear someone say, hey, is that... As you go past. And after weaving your way through the dark streets of Dark Haven and into the little nooks and crannies and alleyways of where the best street food is, you finally arrive at Send Nudes. This small ramen shop, this bench out the front with about six seats, so you can sort of face the street when you're sitting in there, and then they just place your, um, they come and sort of slide your food to you. Big neon sign, yellow, Send, pink, Nudes, N-O-O-D-S. Good. Little flashing elven symbols underneath it basically says the same thing as well as noodle bar in elven. You're sitting there waiting. Is she coming? And then you see her. She's walking out wearing these sort of um, 
what do you call them? Parachute pants. These silver parachute pants. And she's wearing this uh, this this purple top. She's got braids in her hair uh, on one side. And she's also wearing sunglasses. Uh, and she taps them on the side and they flick up on the left side. It says little and then the other side it says moss. And then that turns into an animation of thumbs up. She sits down next to you and says... Hey, it's been ages. Do you like my new glasses? Hey, they're sick. Where'd you get them? Ah, oh, just actually just around the corner. They weren't too expensive. Um, they, I, I programmed them to do this. And she points again, oh. and it replays Little Moss, and then the thumbs up. She's like, you know, you, go, yeah. you better treat me pretty well, otherwise I might program them to do this. And she taps on the other side, and it changes to Little Moss, and then thumbs down. You know, that's it's pretty helpful. I'm not gonna lie. Um, if you could just continue to tap them thumbs up when I'm going well, and if I do anything stupid or silly, if you could do the thumbs down, it'll really guide me in, um, you know, just having a chat, seeing what's going on. It has been a long time. Yeah. And she taps it back to the thumbs up and she pushes the glasses up to sit on her forehead. Um, and then she looks at you with her bright blue eyes. So what's been what's um, what's what's been going on? Like I, you know, I've tried to call you, and I know you haven't been dodging me. They've told me that you you're busy and you can't speak, and I'm guessing that's all of like Ultra Day Incorporated sort of secret stuff or whatever. Um, but yeah, what's been happening? It's been like I don't know, five, six weeks. Um, maybe. Do you want to like order first? I could use a drink, you know. Like I'm feeling pretty nervous. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Cool, you don't need to feel nervous, it's fine. Do you wanna, like, split it or... Yeah, you, You're gonna pay this time? I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> well, you know, strong women can pay for their own food, and even uh, less stronger and more inferior males' food too, so... Oh, I can pay, yeah. Oh, see what you, uh, see what you did there. Um... Yeah, cool. All right. Well, so you're paying and I will have a beer and just whatever's good. Do you know what's good here? Like, I know I chose the place, but... Uh, she takes the little tablet off the holder on the table. It's dirty and grimy and it's got a bunch of scratches over the screen. She flicks through it and she's like, probably this. I don't know. Um, you want, do you want something spicy or not? No, no, it gives me gas. Um, just whatever. She taps on there and she orders your drinks and your food and places it back. No, it's been hectic. Like, yeah, things escalated quickly. Like I was following some bad dudes and then the next thing you know, I'm saving the world basically. So, whew, wild ride. Now, like, have you just been kept up in the tower like a princess? Like, you're not allowed to leave and shit? Like, what's going on? Yeah, well, you know, um, I, I honestly wasn't allowed to leave. Like, some serious things went down. There were some heroics, you know, single-handedly basically saved the crew. Um, and here we are. So, I'm just chilling now, you know? Just basking in, like, did you see me in the paper? One, like, flicked me in the face the other day and it was just like, bam, there I am. Did you see it? Yeah, I've seen you all over the paper and the TV. It's, I've seen you. What are they, what are they saying? I want to hear it from, like, a 
outsider perspective because like this has been my life for weeks and weeks and it's just really gotten out of hand well they have said that you know you're a hero and you saved ultra die and you stopped yeah, some terrorists yeah. that were creating i don't know mutant chemicals or something um what else did they say oh they said that there's something recently about like you and Spigs and Cortain causing a ruckus at some party. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, those guys, uh, they do uh, get out, get a bit loose, you know? <laughs> Mer- yes. Mercenaries, am I right? Sure, yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, but they haven't really said much about the incident besides you guys were hired to stop the big creature thing or the terrorists and then you fought a big creature that released or something um but that's yeah that's really all there's been a lot of talk about that and um yeah uh look i know this is all about me but like how you been doing how's the how's the order i saw i mean i saw myself in the paper i don't really know what's been going on with you at all so what's up well the aegis is gone little mussets oh that sucks they helped me that time i had cereal yeah that's how we met man what's why what happened there why why well that mecha bugbear he just like wiped most of us out and um the whole of the edict were coming down on us you know over those few weeks that that you guys were um you were working and like you so I think you guys saved uh, Thundergunk, I think you mentioned one time from yeah. from some place or whatever during you know during then um, you know Cortain's building was attacked by the bugbear and then it, all of the other safe houses were found and attacked by the edict and um, then you just you guys just killed the bugbear which was sick it was actually really good but the edict and the other crime syndicates were had, were really coming down on us like really hard what happened were you okay did you see anyone get hurt uh, yeah a few of us a few of us got out um, but then once a lot of the the fighters rather than like the volunteers and stuff once most of the fighters were gone the others just didn't know what to do so we've all disbanded and there's he just is it's gone so who's looking out for the most vulnerable in dark haven supposedly the nepd but i don't know <laughs> yeah right yeah um government's useless yeah that's the the crime syndicates are uh, muscling in and spreading their uh their territory further and wider than they ever have before it's actually you know it's actually a little frightening so who's running this town now, for real? Who's running the town? Ugh, I gotta say, I gotta say it's a bit of a split. They're not in any sort of union, or they have an allied or anything. But there's a couple of big ones spread over Darkhaven. Um, the Edict of Ire and the Boneheads are still at war, um, so they're controlling quite a large, lot of territory. Um, the Synthek, they have been gaining a larger foothold in sort of southern Darkhaven. The Kasutos, they've just 
come back from the northern sections of Darkhaven, they've started to take over some of the Darkhaven proper suburbs. It's just, can we actually can we not talk about this? It's it's yeah. Sorry, it must be hard. It's well, you know, you're back here now, so you'll see some of it. Um, yeah, I get it. I mean, you kind of go away for a couple of weeks, and and Darkhaven goes to hell, and. I mean, all I've ever wanted to do is is kind of help people and and give back. So, you know, if if there's ever anything I can do, um, you just let me know. Um, I'm 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 here for you, um, and I'm I'm here to help. Yeah. Well, actually, now that you mention it, oh. Yeah, is that you, little Moss, dude? What's up? Look, can we get? Uh, and you see this, like, small group of what could only be described as douchebags roll up, letterman jackets, acid wash jeans, incredibly tight t-shirts and chains, quaffs or parted hair. Basically, the 80s and 90s high school bully-looking dudes walk up. They're all taking out their communicators, their phones, and they're asking for selfies. One of them is shouting across to the noodle guy to bring more beers, saying that they're going to shout you some rounds. As they start to get louder and they're shouting out and causing a bit of a ruckus, all of these people walking by suddenly notice it's you. You know, your iconic image has always been the shades, the black turtleneck, the red sports jacket. Yeah. Since you're not wearing that red sports jacket, people didn't notice you right away. And now I'm not saying that all half-orcs look alike, because that's some pretty <laughs> disgusting attitudes, if that's what you actually think. Uh, and you're ridiculous if you believe that. I'm not talking to you, Travis. I know you don't believe that, but people out there in, well, in general... I have to not believe that, really, yeah. don't I? Because you're not wearing that red jacket, they didn't pick it straight away. But now that they're shouting it out and... There's a big group forming and they're all surrounding the noodle bar and the crowd is getting bigger and bigger and people are passing over uh, little bits of, you know, plastic paper and they're passing over tablets and communicators and phones for you to sign and put your signature on and take pictures with. I do it all. I just take take every single one. I, I have a selfie with every single person that asks, sometimes twice, you know, those people that want 10 yeah. photos. Just so that they can get exactly the right one. Yes. Different poses, you know, like peace signs, thumbs up, um, you know, flipping people off, like whatever, <laughs> whatever the people want, the people get. All right. And after after a while, um, you know, you've had a couple beers with the all of these people. They keep bringing you drinks and stuff like that, and. Like, not, not everyone just leaves, but it starts to die down. Those that you've taken pictures with, have, you know, they, they're forced to go on to their own little things that they were up to, whether it's going on the way to work or they're heading out to dinner or going home from somewhere. And so it clears up a little and you turn to Danusi to express how amazing this is. And Danusi, did you see that? Whoa! And when you turn, she's not there. Danusi? Her ramen bowl is cooled, half empty bottle of beer she has is empty and she's disappeared. Tanusi? Where'd you go?
you're out. Little Moss is out in the town. Where is he? Uh, Knights Club. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't give no shits. <laughs> All right. Little Moss is at the Knights Club. The notoriously... <laughs> Isn't that like the edict? <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not their HQ, but it is definitely one of their bigger money makers in, the, uh, in Darkhaven. Yeah. You know that it's owned by the Edict of Ayah. It's where you got into most of the trouble, you and you and the rest of the group. That's where it all started. You don't even know what time it is. It is late. It is early. You're not sure. It's the right time. There's a lot of body paint. Um, you know, shirts are <laughs> off in the club. It could be any hour of the day or night. I wouldn't know. Um, you know, there's glow sticks around my wrists. Um, you know, two glow sticks with fire coming out of each end in my hands, just like pumping to the music. All of this body paint that's all over you is neon, all these different mm-hmm. shapes and lines and words drawn all over your body. Yeah, and it's a special, it's a special paint that like animates and does like lines around your body and like moves around your body as, as it's on you. All right, nice. It's like a nanotechnology. The lights are flashing and flicking and you see somebody familiar. Somebody that you haven't seen since the last time that you were there. Little Moss, my dude, what's up, bro? It's party boy Byron. Byron, is that you? Yeah, my dude, what's going on? Nice body paint, bro. Where'd you get that from, dude? Do you have some left? I'd love to do it to myself. Let's do it. I... Man, I was just chatting to these girls and they're just like, they wanted to see the rig. Do you want me to, I'll take you to them. All right, let's go, dude. Let's do this. We go over and there are like two, two girls like dancing, but they've got like paint pots in their hands. Yep. Um, and it's like they're, they're swirling rainbow pots. And um, I say, girls, girls, do my friend Byron. All right. He like busts open his shirt and he throws his jacket on the ground. They start to paint all marks and symbols and lines all over him and he's like yeah you want to get some shots dude let's do it you go to the bar one of these large crescent moon-shaped bars all of these uh, people crowding around and as they see you coming covered in all this stuff they sort of part and like cheer you on and stuff and the bartender this huge dwarf as in like real wide and muscly really short still he's not like a He's not like a tall dwarf. He's not a human or anything. No. Um, just built like a fucking, I don't know, a pot belly oven. Big, big dwarf. A huge square jaw. This long black beard slides these two ales like straight up to you. And along with them, these shot glasses that have this neon purple liquid in there and a little flame coming off the top of it that's burning green. And he's like, it's on the house. Oh. Byron, have you tried these before? These are amazing. No way, my dude, I have not. Quick question before we pop these bad boys right down in these mouths of ours. Uh, uh, are you allowed to come back here, man? Because hmm? they were, like, looking for uh, for your friends and you and stuff, and they kind of got, like, they kind of beat me up when I didn't know no shit, when I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything. Um, di- you know, I couldn't give them any information. I wouldn't have given them any, any information right. anyway, but, uh... You know, because uh, I didn't, um, they beat me up. Um, Wait, isn't, isn't this the, the Fights Club? No. Oh. This is the Knights Club. Oh, shit, really? Oh, um... And as you look around in your drunken haze, you see, like, all of these 
bodyguards and you can tell that they're uh, from the edict because they have the typical black suits black shirt no tie but they've got um where you, the pocket square would usually go there's like a some sort of neon red card in there that's glowing bright red and you can see in black letters on the top of it it just says aya they're cross-armed looking at you a bunch of them like you know drinking at a booth just staring watching you um d- hey dude um you want to keep this party rolling hell yeah my dude I think we should shot and go. I don't think we should go, man. This is a good time. And then he uh, grabs the shot glass. He drops it inside the ale. And he's like, are you ready, bro? All right. Let's do this. Three, two, one, go. As you're sculling this drink, your communicator in your bum bag is vibrating. It's going off. And we cut to your apartment three kids there's a human kid a half elf kid a goblin kid and one teen there's not a kid to you he's a a friend gleam is there and he's waiting he's got his communicator up to his head and all the other kids are sort of like pushing each other and you know wrestling and stuff and he's like little moss where are you pick up your freaking phone sensei and then the scene sort of rushes past and he takes the phone out, dials the number again, places it to his head. And as time goes on, the other kids sort of like, one leaves, the other two are sort of like standing around next to Gleam. They walk off. Gleam's still pacing up back and forward, sitting on the stoop, knocking on the door, pressing the button to call up to your apartment room. Looking at his phone, goes to dial your number again, and he closes the communicator screen, tucks it away in his pocket, and he's like, Fuck you, Sensei! Pointing the finger up to your apartment bedroom window, and he storms off. You're back at the club, surrounded by a crazy amount of people. They're all jumping around. Party boy Byron lost in the crowd DJ's playing some crazy wild music you can't even really comprehend what it is because you've had so many of those drinks you've had shots full bottles of something blue you're getting really dizzy and hazy um I say man I need to clear my head and then I jump like a flip upside down and land on my hands and start dancing on my hands in the middle of the club like break dancing like not even just just like instead of my hands in the air like i just don't care just my legs yeah <laughs> like i just don't care all right roll and i just keep it keep it going roll a performance check with disadvantage oh. or acrobatics whichever one acrobatics. uh 14 14 all right so you don't completely fall over. You're actually smoother doing this than you were standing up before because probably all of the alcohol is running to your feet instead of your head because, you know, usually alcohol gets to your head because your head is at the top. That makes perfect sense. Yep, complete sense. And all of a sudden, you feel like your leg's being grabbed and you drop down, you stand back up, and it's a bunch of edict guys. And they say, Thanks for your uh, time here, but... 
It's time to leave. No, come on. I'm just getting this party started. It's time to leave, fancy boy. Get stuffed. I don't... You can't make me go. This is our club. You're gonna leave now or you're gonna have some trouble. You're not even supposed to be here. What? What did I do? You're causing a ruckus. Didn't do nothing. I'm just having a good time. We don't want you here. It's more trouble than you're worth. And then I push him like a shirt from him and grab him by the thing and say, I'm not going anywhere unless you make me. He looks to some of the other edict guys to the side of him and he smiles. And then it cuts to a scene of you at the front of the night's club. You're brawling. There are edict guys being thrown across the ground. One kicks you in the chest and you stumble out of the doors. One door is open, you grab onto the second one, it swings open, you sort of tumble backwards. And a few more guys come swinging at you. They're all laughing and um, like jeering as they they're kicking you and you're like fighting back and you're doing you're doing pretty good you're you're hurting some of them but there's a much much more of them uh can you roll roll an athletics with disadvantage uh 14 you swing and you hit a guy and he stumbles into like some people walking past knocking them over you go to turn to this guy that you've just sort of punched and thrown to the ground and you see Danusi like picking us up off the ground and she's like what the hell little moss first I've been calling you for like two days and you haven't answered and then I saw your little friend your, your dwarven karate friend he was like just out front of your place he's been waiting there for hours what is wrong with you you're a mess. And then you take a punch to the face and everything goes black. And then there are these visions in and out of you and Party Boy Byron walking down the street, a group of people with you. You're feeling that pain in your jaw. You've got a quite a you know, slight limp. You're holding a bottle. You go into another club and flashes of lights, people moving, bars, you tipping back bottles, smashing them, cuts to you out on the street again. Party Boy Byron gets hit by a taxi but bounces back. <laughs> He's like, yeah! <laughs> and you cheering on and... Dude, you are out of control. That's awesome. And all the people in the street are cheering. You're at another club. It's dank and dirty. There's just red lights that are sort of thumping, thrumming on. Vroom, vroom, vroom. At this stage, I'm kind of like swaying on two feet, like, you know, a bottle kind of half spilling on my pants as it like rests by my side as I kind of try and stay upright. You see this guy come towards you. It's quite a big, thick handlebar mustache. And he's like, Try one of these. Try one. Try one. Try one. Try one of these. Yeah. And he puts a tablet in your hand, and hell yeah. Roll wisdom. A wisdom saving throw, with disadvantage. Uh, eleven. Eleven. You look at it, and you say something to the likes of, "What do you mean? Try one of these. Try four of these." And he shrugs and he puts a few more on your hand and you throw them in your mouth. You 
pour some of that beer in your mouth or that some of that drink in your mouth, some down the side of your face and clothes. And then you see the dude in front of you after a few seconds, he just multiplies. Behind him, there are one more of him standing behind him and two more, three more, four more. And it continues on for infinity. Party boy Byron comes up and he says, Little Mars. What's going on, my dude? And all of his teeth just grow and grow until they're probably, I don't know, 10 centimeters long. And he's still talking. His, his body shrinks down and his head grows to a large size, like some sort of cartoon figure. And you see all of these little miniature cars just flying through the air and all honking their horns. And you look in the window and you see Spigs. And he's just shaking his fist at you. And you look up at the red lights thrumming. And you see the moon dropping, falling from the sky onto the bar next to you. And it bounces like a ball. Bounces again. And then you look up as it rises into the air. And then you sit up a little and you look around. And you're on the pavement, and the sun is high above you, and there's some nurses, and they're like, Are you okay? It's very hazy. The moon's a ball. The moon's... the moon's a ball. Excuse me, I think we should get him inside. The moon. The moon, man. They help you up. You can't stand properly. You're like stumbling. You grab your communicator out of your pocket and you look at it. What you last remember being the date. And it seems like it's been 10 days. You drop your communicator on the ground and one of the nurses picks it up and you slop down into the, the hover wheelchair because it's a future. There's not normal wheelchairs. This is so sad. You rest your head back. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like a doctor. It's like Professor X's wheelchair from X-Men. It just hover, it's yellow and it hovers around. You tilt your head back and some vom comes up and you just spit it out onto your black turtleneck, which you look down and isn't there. You're just covered in body paint and vomit. And then you look up at the sign as they wheel you inside and it says, Atos Rehabilitation. You enter this building and we see the doors of this building slide shut. And that's where we'll leave it. Oh, hello there. I didn't notice you sitting and listening to us play Dungeons and Dragons for the last hour or so. Um, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for downloading this episode. And thank you for sharing it with a friend. It means many to us. So, uh, you will obviously notice, once again, this is a single-player episode. Uh, we will be having a group episode pretty soon. But Spigs and I... Peter and I will be doing a Spigs episode next, so keep your ear holes ready for that one. 
If you would like to support the show, head on over to beyondthedice.theprintbar.com. There's some merch over there, and it's not just podcast-related merch. There's some sort of other retro and RPG slash D&D-related merch there as well. Uh, not actual D&D merch, because that would be illegal, and we would be killed by Wizards of the Coast. Anywho, if you can't afford some sweet merch, then that's totally understandable. Do not stress, but you can support the show for free by telling a friend about us, uh, sharing a link on social media, that sort of thing. Uh, now we have Facebook. It has news and updates about the podcast. We have some Instagram shit, I mean, stuff, which has some pictures of minis and board games and retro things. We also have a YouTube channel if you listen there and a Discord because we play some games. You can head over to our website as well to find out more information and all of these links. And that's beyondthedice.com. Once again, thank you for listening to us during this devilish time of creepy, weird stuff in the sky, air, and handrails. Take care. Be kind to yourself. Bye. Man, I just I just sneezed so hard my fucking headphones came off. <laughs>